Here we go, here we go. Welcome to Police Pod Talk. Whoop, whoop, it's the police. Don't look in your rearview mirror. This podcast covers the latest police news along with hitting the hot topics you've been talking about all week. I'm your host, Cleveland. Thank you for joining us. Hey folks, welcome to Police Pod Talk. Hopefully you had a wonderful weekend. Today on the line, I've got a retired uh, police officer by the name of Tim. Tim, are you there with us? I am. I'm here, sir. <laughs> all righty. All, all we're going to do today, Tim and I are just going to have a conversation. We're two retired officers. We put in our time. We're getting our little pension. Little or nothing. Uh-huh. We're getting our pension. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Am I, are you are you getting your pension, Tim? Almost certainly. Okay. <laughs> me and the post uh me and the post office on first name basis. All right, there you go. So we're just gonna have a little conversation about what we've seen, the things that are going on, uh, things we went through on our police department while we were on the police department, and how that compares to today. And you know, we're gonna bring up two issues. We're gonna talk about it. I believe it was a Philadelphia where uh, they defunded the police department. And the chief ended up resigning, and we're also going to talk about down in Florida. I guess the police chief felt it was okay to tell his people, uh, ban his people yeah. from wearing a mask. Is that right? Yeah, that is correct. And it's, um, but this guy's, this particular area where they're at is a, he's he, a sheriff of the county. Okay, he's, uh, a, he's a county sheriff. Okay, I got yeah, you. Yeah, he's a, he's a uh, county sheriff guy. Okay, all right. Uh, in charge of a uh, area, but we'll talk about that more. We'll, we'll talk about that. All right. Well, Tim, Tim, I really appreciate you being on the air with us here today, and uh, we'll get uh, a conversation rolling. And, uh, mm-hmm. again, just real quick, uh, just let the listeners know how many years you served on the uh, police department. 36 years. Wow, 36 long 36 years. wonderful years. I enjoyed it. <laughs> there you go. There mm-hmm. you go. Well, very good. That's very good. Okay. In spite of. Let me put that behind it, too. Oh, you in just, spite of. You just ahead. had to throw that in there, didn't you? Yes, sir. All right. Okay. And in, in those years of uh, remembering back when you were a rookie, leading up to when you finally decided to, to, to pull the plug, call it quits, you mm-hmm. saw a huge change in uh, police work the way we dealt with people, the way we handled issues. Is that true? That is correct. Okay. Uh, I, I think one of the biggest ones that I can remember when I first came on to how we handled uh, domestic violence calls where you got a husband and wife fighting or you got a family members fighting. I think the biggest difference when I first came on, it was kind of you went in there and you told everybody basically to sit down and shut up and you get up, you leave, you pack your bags and get out. Right. <laughs> to, to by the time I was leaving, it was like, nope. If somebody raised a hand or raised a voice or scratched somebody, somebody was going to jail. Oh, everybody going. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, we're going to make a family package out of this. Yeah. And it was, right. yeah. I don't care if you was right or left. <laughs> we'll put you in the middle and make you go too. Yeah. And it was more, even more so, they added the whole thing if there was a child in the house. Oh, uh, yeah. That, yeah. When I left, uh, it was uh, uh, an automatic felony because a child was in, present in the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, even if they were in the back room sleeping and they could have been not even heard a thing, but as long as they were there, yeah, there was something added to it. I think that was a huge difference. Uh-huh. Now, to, from the time you first came on to the time you left, Tim, talk about the training. What was the difference, biggest difference in the training when you first got there to the training by the time you left? Well, in the training, you know, I used to enjoy going to the academy, getting refreshed in the uh, training in the first, I'm going to say, 15 years. 
it was it was always a pleasure to say, wow, wow, get a little relief off the street, go there and just kind of relax a little bit and, and learn some things. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, I was younger then. Uh, and jumping around, you know, everything was good and uh, wrestling on the match like uh, fifth graders. And and th- but then, th- to me, in my opinion, and I'll ask you to comment on that yourself. I think as you age, some things you don't need to be doing. <laughs> Georgia State Police take down and wrestling around your neck and throwing all up against the wall and twist your arms, elbows, and, and yeah, come on, <laughs> come on. I'm I'm not twenty anymore. Right. And I'm not 30s, and and I think it should always be where you're working at to reach to uh, what uh, category you're you're really going to be exposed to. Mm-hmm. So, uh, because right. uh, when I left, I was in detective bureau, so I didn't really have to go in and, and ruffle on the ground and wrestling around and uh, come into any fights all the time. Right. I you know and, and I liked it. I enjoyed it. Uh, I sat out and I called my clients. And I talked to them, and we went through this. Most of them went to jail, but, oh, well, that's the way it is, uh, and that's the way it happened. And most of the people I did arrest deserved it in my book, deserved it. And if I had enough, they would say probable cause there, they would be gone. Mm-hmm. You know, because I was, it was, of course, we took situation by situation. But I took it, and I, you know, just graded it, as I guess you could say. Right. And if they, they were guilty, they were guilty uh, in my eyes. And then they go to court and prove otherwise. Right. So do you think looking at the way you were trained, especially like you said, the first 15 years Mm -hmm. and what you're seeing now where you're hearing that police officers can't use certain holds or moves or, you know, the the chokehold, things along those lines. Do you think that is putting a little bit of doubt in an officer's mind? I mean, think back when you got into it, when you went fist Mm -hmm. to cuffs with somebody, you were out there trying to win. Did you have to stop? You didn't really stop and think about what grab or what hold you're about to, to make, did you? No. You know what? Uh, amazing in all my years uh, there, I never really got into a real fist of cuffs with anybody. I could uh, I could very well talk my way out of the situation. Mm-hmm. I, I thank God I had to, I, well, I felt like I had the ability to come there and calm down the situation and, and talk and ease it out. Now, granted, it wasn't like that all the time, but uh, if ever I did, and I, and I vaguely remember if I had to come to it. But if ever I had to get in a fight with somebody, uh, there were no rules. Uh, there's no rules on the street as far as how they'll treat you and what they'll do to you. And I was in the and if we got in a fight, if we went to fist the cuffs, that's the way I was feeling the same way. Because mm-hmm. I'm going I'm to take you down until you stop resisting. Right. I wasn't there to fight you in the first place. Right. I will take you down to, 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 to lower your expected level of fighting me. And because and I didn't come there to fight you, I came there to talk and make peace, mm-hmm. whatever was going on there. Right. But, but I, you know, I really didn't have a big of a problem with that. And, uh, right. and, and most people I work with, they were uh, mostly the same too. We kind of went in, solved it, and left. So but I think back to my original question, what you're seeing today, do you believe that's putting a little more doubt and hesitation in officers when they have to respond or react to a situation that turns uh, violent. Uh, nowadays it is, and if I was still out there, it would me also, because you definitely got to be careful. Because now you got the people out there that are intentionally, intentionally looking for you to mess up. So they say, ah, "I got him! I got him! Just look what he did wrong!" You know, one of those, one of those type situations. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's just the way of the world. And you know, it's sue 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 time now. 
right and 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 the, and, and the great uh, uh our officers mm-hmm. uh which is everyone's not bad we we got good people uh still some great good officers out there working mm-hmm. but just of course you got the bad ones too but well, us good ones uh you just, we just got to have kind of bear with it and keep on rolling right. and got to bring up the weight sometime oh but, yeah yeah hey yeah so with this whole situation i'm, I'm gonna let you kind of uh talk about because i think i think it was philadelphia i saw it on the news where the uh, chief decided to go ahead and resign oh the, the situation in philadelphia philadelphia he decided to resign after they defunded the the department if i'm not right uh they de- defunded the department took away a couple of million dollars or two three couple, million dollars they took away 14 million dollars my friend oh <laughs> okay see i guess i didn't look at that one 14 million dollars went somewhere now, yes. are you are you in favor of uh, something like that happening to a police no, department? No, not at all. It happened in Philadelphia at the time. Richard Ross was the uh, acting chief or commissioner, as they would call him. There, uh, he was on. He came on in uh, 1989. That's when uh, he started on the police department there, and then he became chief January of 2016. Now, when he took on the chief job, he took on a lot of responsibility. Anytime anybody takes on the chief job, you're taking on a lot of responsibility. You got a lot of people that you got to answer for, and the public that you got to answer for too. So uh, during his tenure, what made his resignation come up was over the years there was a lot of discrimination going on, and during his time in office, uh, he at least six officers were relieved of duty. I guess you could say. Because of something they put on social media. That social media is a bad. That's a bad. That's a bad mamajama, if you ask me. Because uh, it's. I don't get it on it on it at all, and sometimes I do. But you find once you see kids getting on it, putting all kind of stuff on there, and as he said, she said, and that's how stuff gets started. But to me, I think it was very immature for these officers to get on there and cite some type of racial discrimination that's what they that's what they said they did and they and so it was and bad enough that it was brought to his attention and they had to be relieved of duty so you know with that being said come on what kind of officers are we putting out there or the war they putting out there that's that goes flat across the country what kind of officers are we putting out there that's uh harping on this these little social games and then putting things out there like that that's disrespecting people. You should all you should automatically be considered not uh, to to react to some of the stuff that's going on because you, you, there's no room to say it because you'll never win. Mm-hmm. You'll never so, win on that. So this is not what caused him to resign, is it? Uh, and and I tried to do a little follow up on him. I found out that there was a I'm sure it was a woman that filed and said that um, she tried to file against a, a sexual harassment suit against uh, one of the officers, and he failed to do so for whatever reason. They didn't go into detail. Whatever the reason. And she felt that he did not do it because uh, him and her relationship for two years, and it broke off, and I guess it didn't break off uh, good, and he, she thinks that was holding, he was holding a grudge against her for that. And see, when you have a situation, how, how can you, Who's right and who's wrong? How can you prove any different? Right, but I'm, I'm a little confused. So then, then, you know, they probably really put the pressure on him. Yeah, but I'm a sure. little, I'm a little confused. I thought he just recently resigned because they mm-hmm. took money away from the department. And that could be that be that could be the reason he gave, and that could be the reason why. 
But this is all the, as a, I guess you say, all the uh, the fairy tales behind it. And also, by the way, that you know, this they bring this up, and that might have nothing to do with it. But that's what that's what they call putting your putting the dirty laundry out. There. Okay, all right. So again, I just recently saw in the news that he resigned, and then they took mm-hmm. a bunch of money. You said fourteen, fourteen million, fourteen million dollars from, from their police department, from their police fund, and that's now, gonna they're gonna lose about a hundred officers, is what I heard. A hundred officers. Now, see, now the people of Philadelphia, you better watch what you ask for and watch what you're doing. So if you're taking $1,400 million, Four, that's million. a lot of money. Yeah, million dollars. Million. Man, I wonder how big that fund is. And that money could be coming from anywhere, generous donations from different people, uh, which is fine, which is good that they're giving money like that. And and funny that they were getting from the federal government. It, it just it just it probably mixed in one big pot. But the thing about that is this: so if I'm taking a hundred officers, so that means service is going to be cut down or locked down somewhere. Mm-hmm. So when you used to go home, uh, and there was always a patrol car riding up and down the street, and you felt pretty well safe, or when you used to call about that um, stranger walking up and down the street or parked down the street. And they would send a squad card out almost immediately. That's going to change. So, uh, do you want to? Is that what you really wanted to do? Uh, what about your child going to school? What about yourself leaving somewhere at night? And and uh, you got you see you had to work 15 minutes for a squad card to get there. I'm just giving this as an example. Now they may have to wait a half hour before one get there because the staff is cutting down. And believe me, the criminals are keeping an eye on this too. Yeah, yeah. That I can't. I just cannot imagine that they would do that. But then my other question, I think a lot of people are probably wondering too: Where did you take that money? What did it go to? Did it did it say that at all in your research? No. So fourteen million dollars is just sitting somewhere. <laughs> fourteen million. Yeah. So now you get, believe me, uh, I bet you if you could talk to him, that ex chief, he probably could tell you. Uh, probably off the record where it went and what really happened and what really caused his resignation. <laughs> but you, you already know that there's uh, some things you just can't say. And that goes for any job. And your listeners know what I'm talking They know what I'm talking about. Some things you just don't say because you don't want that bullseye on your back. Yeah, but I mean, if he's uh, resigned, why he, he if he's resigned, he's free to talk. Well, still. Oh, no, I'm, I'm talking about uh, when he was still there. Now, who's... See, if he says something now, which is fine, but most people don't. Cause he's, I guess he might have landed a job somewhere else. But if he's still in the workforce, you don't want to get marked. Here comes that fatoon. He's he, he's on a rampage. Hmm. He's upset. He's an angry man. Well, okay. Well, that part that part we don't know. But I'm just right. I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head when you start talking about defunding a police department, taking money away from them, moving it somewhere else giving it to yeah. some other groups, because if you lose officers, you lose that service that you're saying. You are losing service. And and, and then the day you call may be the day that they, you know, just don't happen to have enough people working. That, that is correct. <laughs> so, huh. you, I, I just can't believe, I mean, I don't, I think. I don't think they thought that one out. Well, I don't know. Who did it? I mean, who can just come in and say we're taking the the city council just say, hey, we're taking fourteen million and you're losing a hundred officers? Okay, I I wonder if you if you talk about who who really said anything about it. Do you think someone, let's say from uh, that lives in a, a in a uh, fifty thousand dollar house, was down there complaining, 
Or do you think someone that was was living in a $137,000 house? Let's just look at you that type of an example. That's why these people need to realize it's important for you to get involved in your community with your voting, with your uh, city council people. Talk to them, let them know what's going on, and stay involved instead of waiting for the other guy to do it. And then there's a lot of people that just don't say anything because I don't know if it's fear or because uh, some people are just outspoken. They just don't feel like they want to get in and put their face on the front of anything or something like that. Well, here's the thing. It got done. Somebody did it. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless of who's in the house. I mean, it, I mean, and it wasn't one person. It couldn't have been one person that decided no. that or thought that through. But just like just like you're asking and I'm wondering, uh, okay, where did that money go? Now, the, now that's now later on down the line. Let's say two years from now, uh, we'll find out. Oh yeah, they uh, uh, they put that in in the park and rec department over on uh, Busker Lane, and they you know they got a new uh, uh, golf course out there now too. Some of that money went there. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Out of that fourteen. Uh, uh, I mean, million dollars. They took some of that and, and went over there and fixed up the golf course. Oh, really? Who proved that? Click. So, yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. Okay. That, that, again, we're just guessing. We're guessing right now. Just two, two retired cops just making it up as we go along on that one. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like kind of like they do on some of these departments. Just make it up as you go along. If they question you, I'm just make it up as you go along. <laughs> That's another subject. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's – because that's been a thing that's been talked about all across the country is defunding uh-huh. police departments, getting – you know, moving money around. Um, I mean, I know there's I been – I would advise about, that's not a good idea. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know where – I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> where that came in or who's deciding that, what conversation will lead to that. But, man, right. I mean, even when we were working, I mean, you know there were some nights when you went from call to call to call to call. Yeah. And and we very had very few officers, and I think now they're up over 400 now, I think, if mm-hmm. I'm not right. But back then, I mean, you were going from call to call. Yeah. So now all of a sudden, just can you imagine all your department losing, you know, a quarter of your officers? That'd be hard right. to take. I don't know how many mm-hmm. they have on their department there, but boy, that'd be a, a tough sell. Yes, sir. Well, well, somebody needs to, whoever's doing that needs to really stop and think. You know, yeah. the next time they want to pick up a phone and call somebody, <laughs> yeah, who do they want to show up? Well, they'll feel. I, I give them. Uh, I give them about a year and a half. They're gonna feel it. Well, they may feel it sooner they're than definitely that. Definitely gonna feel that. And and again, it's a whole thing of are, do the officers feel comfortable and safe that they have a job? I mean, when we were on, I felt comfortable that we were never going to go on a strike. We were never going to get laid off. None of that stuff was ever going to happen. Now. Do they feel that the chances are one, you're making it tough for us to do the job because we got to second guess ourselves all the time. Mm-hmm. Two, we don't know if all of a sudden you're going to come back next year on the budget and say now you lose 50 officers. You know, is it going to be to the point where they say, "Look, I need to move, go to a, a more stable uh, state to make sure I keep my job." Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a whole lot of second guessing going on. That, that's stressful. I mean, it's stressful. You, it is. you got the job now. You're worried about losing the job. That's right. Well, okay, we we you know we could beat that one up. Tell me about this. Yeah. This uh, you said a sheriff. He was a sheriff with the the mask, no mask sheriff. Yeah, okay. Yeah, speeding up to um, this uh, uh, this. Uh, Man, you said he's a sheriff. What you stuttering and stammering around for? <laughs> Get to well, me. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. You know, well, it's all because of the act, uh, the the plague that's going around. Let's call it that. 
It's called the plague Here that's going go. around. Okay, and everyone's familiar with it. You got to wear your uh, mask down in uh, Florida, where it is really, it is really hitting them hard. There, this is down in Marion County, Florida. The uh, sheriff there, by name of Billy Woods, uh, said told his officer that they do not have to wear it around in the station unless they're going in there to interview someone as far as a suspect or something. Uh, but as soon as they leave out of that station, they are to remove it and be mastery as they drive through the city. With this being as dangerous as it is, I, if I was me, it was me, I would, I don't know, I would wear mine constantly. Because you come in contact with all kinds of people, number one. And, you know, you're talking to them, different people you come in contact with. You, you know, whether they have halitosis or not, you're talking to them, and it's coming, you know, you know, you had conversation all of a sudden, you feel that sprinkle of spit coming on your lip, talking so much, and it, and it may not have no front teeth, and it's all coming out, and you know. So what do you do? You got the alcohol that's want to get right up on top of you and tell. What is his reasoning? Give, give me what is the the uh, sheriff's reasoning for not wearing the mask? I was trying to figure out what it was, but he never did. He never did elaborate. He think it was too from me just reading, not saying he said it, but he was feeling like it was too impersonal. So I, I don't know. I don't know what his reason was. Why even bring it up? So he has ordered his officers not to wear a mask when they're outside doing their job. Right. And as a matter of fact, one of the comments he did put in there is that uh, that if they ask you, well, how come you're not wearing the mask and you can't really give them a good reason, tell them that uh, to give me a call and I'll talk to them. <laughs> okay. You're talking about a lot of time on your hand. That man has a lot of time on his hand. So is he? does he not know there's a, a pandemic? Oh, well, if, if he doesn't know, I want to know where he lives. He must live with the Flintstone and Bedrock, and he lives up under one of them. Well, I, I don't. Because I don't. Everybody get it. should know. I mean, if you don't know, come on. I don't. I don't understand that move at all. Because I mean, that again. Here we go. We got stress that uh, they're going to end up uh, defunding your department. Stress they're going to cut mm-hmm. your your people short. Stress that you can't make certain uh, holds or takedowns or make an arrest on somebody. And now the yeah. stress of getting the virus because your your chief is or your your sheriff is telling you not to wear a mask to protect yourself. Right now, if they told you, uh, how would you react to that being on there? If they said, "Well, well, uh, Officer Cleve." Uh, you don't have to wear a mask, uh, but only wear it when you come in the station. What would you? How would you feel about that? <laughs> I think I'd be staying in the station all day. <laughs> because uh, uh, the, the, yeah, the question I mean, would be, do you have a vaccine? Did you come up with something? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, let me correct. Uh, I don't know if I say only if you're in the not when you're not at the station. You you don't have to wear, it, but when you're in the station, talk to a suspect or something, then you have to wear it. <laughs> okay, but it still doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. So that means I'm riding around in my car, windows up, and if somebody approaches me, they better be able to shout loud enough to talk through the glass. <laughs> okay, mm. <laughs> because even Open if up the window, man. I, I don't, I don't understand. Let's say he catches you out, you're interacting with people, you're going on a call, you have your mask on. What is he going to do? Come up and rip it off of you? <laughs> uh, yeah, I wonder. Is that is that would that be considered out of uniform? <laughs> I, I don't know. Is that violation of of, of the policy? So as as weird as this is, what if he all of a sudden decided to say, I don't think you need to wear a vest. Take your vest off. Because, oh, wow. because yeah, if you have on a be. vest, if you have on a vest, you know, that's putting a little distance between you and the civilians out there. They want to know mm-hmm. that you you trust them. Mm-hmm. Okay, as goofy as that sounds, who would have ever thought that a chief or a, a, a sheriff would have told his people, do not wear a mask. You are banned from wearing a mask to protect yourself. 
I mean, it sounds crazy. Um, we're saying it, but let, let's say three weeks ago, I said, boy, uh, you and I would have been talking. I said, boy, what, what if the chief or somebody tells their people not to wear a mask? You say, well, you're crazy. There's no yeah, chief in their right mind would ever say that, right? Yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> not, not with the CDC and, and you got what, what, the, the doctors on TV telling you, hey, everybody needs to be wearing them. Everybody yeah, should right. have the things on. Medical, if you have a medical professional, nurse, doctor, or anyone within that field that's hands-on with this stuff, and, and, they're, and they're saying, it's just like saying, I don't think you should have started school. But And they're doing, oh, yeah, it's going to be all right. Uh, go ahead and start anyway. It's going to be all right. No, I think you better second guess of what you're talking about because I bet you I get to schools about a month and a half before they be shutting down again. People are dying from this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, hey, so, each is his own. Yeah. Well, I, I find that very odd. I'm, I'm just, I really find that odd that mm-hmm. all of the things that are happening – you choose to do something total opposite of what the experts are telling you. Yeah. Just because. And and I think the funny, do you remember, I think we first came on, it wasn't, we didn't have to wear a seatbelt in a car. Mm-mm. We was rolling around. I mean, I remember my training officer telling me, you don't need a seatbelt on because if, if we need to get out quick, you need to hurry up and get out. I don't want you locked mm-hmm. in the car. I mean, we rolling around going high speeds with no seatbelts and they weren't mandatory. There was a point where you didn't have to wear a helmet on a motorcycle. You didn't have to do yeah. any of that kind of stuff. Right. You know, and it's, and now all of a sudden you can't even use your cell phone in your car, even just to talk on it. I well, mean, the other day I saw a guy driving down the street yelling in his cell phone. I don't know well. who he, I don't know who he was yelling at, but he was holding his cell phone. Out of all the things we have given away, because we've always said, "Well, it's my business." I can do what I want to do. Now, all of a sudden, they tell you to wear a mask to save your life, and you're going to argue, I ain't wearing no mask. But yeah, right, you didn't, right, you didn't right. fight that hard on those other things. Exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, go figure that one out. <laughs> uh, everything yeah. that they tell you is something to save your life to help you. Now, all of a sudden, you want to argue about wearing a mask. And I mean, yeah. they, they got some nice ones, nice designer ones. And I mean, it doesn't bother mm-hmm. me that bad. I mean, because it's for me. Is for you. Is for you to not take something home to your 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 friends and Love family. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, your your boss telling you don't wear a mask. Do not. Yeah, I, I don't I don't get it. Mm-hmm. I, the, the job is hard enough as is. You said it. I mean, you said it as, as crazy as you were saying it. There's constantly people in your face, constantly mm-hmm. right up on you. Yeah. And <laughs> you're just gonna keep throwing me in harm's way. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I couldn't understand that. Well. Well, as they would say, to save my life. <laughs> but that's, that's yeah. what it is. I'm telling you, from the time we came on back in the day, okay, I, I remember when you used to walk a beat. I think you were in the park over there, you and uh, uh, Big Paul. You all yeah. walked through the park. When you when you part of that walking through the park, or you uh, or you and uh, John Ridgeway? Yeah, I well, you know, I, I didn't never, never do it because I was over there towards uh, the the apartments. The Broadway area. Oh, um, okay. But they did have you yeah. walk a beat for a minute, right? Yeah, oh, definitely. I was walking that beat. I was on my feet walking to my beat. Yeah. <laughs> to now. All the different yeah. training, all the different things. But yeah. you, you, the, the bottom line is you wanted to go home that night, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the same answer that they have, officers have today, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And to now to make them second guess what they're doing on their job, to me, is just flat out wrong. Mm-hmm. to make them second guess 
anything about am I going to have a job is wrong. Right. I mean, my wife and I just happened to be sitting watching, uh, uh, you know, flipping through the channels, eating lunch, and we were walking, watching this show called Most Shocking Videos or something. I mean, they throw everything on TV now, and they were showing the most shocking police traffic stops. Mm-hmm. And some of the stuff that these officers, and you included too, we had to put up with on a traffic stop. At that point, when it when it goes to fisticuffs, I didn't care how you grabbed, groped, did what you needed to do to win. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you, you do right. it. You do it. <laughs> yeah, right, absolutely. Uh, I think I just got on my soapbox here. I'll step down and quit talking so much. <laughs> well, no, there's plenty of room. There's plenty of room. <laughs> plenty of room. <laughs> Next thing you know, I don't know, man. I just... If you've never done the job, if you've never oh. been out there, if you've never had to do things by the rule, you said it, there's no rules, but yet mm-hmm. you're given rules on what you can and cannot do to, to save your life. That makes you second guess every move you make. I'm telling you, it, it's rough. Right. It's stressful. It is. And now, now, I got, now I got you coming along telling me, oh, I think I'm going to try to take your job. <laughs> you, yeah. can't, you can't do my job. Right, 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 absolutely. <laughs> she got me fired up now. Whew. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'll take that mask off. <laughs> really? Yeah. And, and, and we're not trying to call Jim Carrey or nothing. We're, we're just saying. Yeah. <laughs> we're just saying. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You, you don't have anything else you needed to talk about because I think I just went on a little tangent there. No, that that was uh, kind of it for now, but we still um, got things going on mm-hmm. that we just got to be really watchful for. This uh, don't wear the mask thing from uh, Florida, that is that really takes a kick. That's that is so to me. It's it's kind of selfish, selfish because you're putting others in harm's way and their families. Really know what's going on? He he forgot all about their families. Yeah, what they may be taking home. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're absolutely right. That, that is, that's, okay. All right, we beat that one up enough, right? Yeah, we can move on. Okay, okay. we can move on. Well, those two things we kind of tackled to beat up a little bit discussing. Like I said, two, two retired officers get a chance to sit around and talk. We we, we can uh, answer all the, solve all the problems in the world, can't we? Just by, yeah. Just by talking go. right here. And uh, folks, again, Tim, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Folks, again, you're going to be catching Tim and I again next week. We're going to bring up a couple more issues and, uh, kick him around a little bit. Tim will get on the soapbox. I'll push him off. I'll get back up there and talk a little bit more. <laughs> and we'll see if we can figure him out. So if you got anything, questions or comments or things you want me and Tim to talk about, just shoot them at us on the email at uh, policepodtalk at gmail.com. You know how to get in touch with us. Tim, thank you very much, and we always appreciate you and your craziness. <laughs> All right, dude. You be careful and be safe, and always watch out for that other driver. <laughs> Here we go. Thanks again for hanging out with us. Remember, you can always go to policepodtalk at gmail.com or check us out on Facebook at Cleveland Junior or Police Pod Talk. Thanks again. We'll see you next week.